it's going already? Yeah, it has been. Oh, it has I been going. Extra. Oh, okay. Behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, because every time we do this, it's like, oh, fuck, how do we do this again? So, aloha, and welcome to the Hoppy Hale, where we shoot the cruise, drink some brews, and maybe, just maybe, talk about the news. But hey. probably not. So today on the show, we have a, a, a good friend of ours, uh, Kael, Scrapper Kael, as I call him. Yeah. Um, how you been, bruv? Bro, it's so good to be on, honestly. I know. It's Since been... day one, before you even started, let's get this first. Like, me and Leo go way fucking back. Yep. I mean, not Hanabata days kind, but we met in college, right? Met through a friend of a friend. And first thing I meet Leo, bro, we're <laughs> hitting it off from fucking minute one. First conversation, I could tell you're going to be a homie. Yeah. And fucking it just developed from there, man. We started training together like soon oh. after. That was like probably within the first couple of days I met you, right? I think that night we met, we were in Zion's room already. At least I know me and Zion were, we were rolling. So we got to tell them this whole fucking story because, <laughs> hey, this is some wild shit. Not going to lie. Like the way we used to train, can, like, oh. can you imagine if somebody fucking like, Let's say Max Holloway came into town. He's looking for somebody to train with, and we bring him over there. How would that fucking look nowadays? Like, bro, it was pretty rough. Yeah, we used to do some. It, it was pretty rough. It was every day. It was like, okay, let's do some pad work. Okay, let's do some, uh, some jujitsu. Okay, we're sparring for forty-five minutes. <laughs> and you just gotta explain as well the environment we were training in. Oh, this, we had this a shit, bro. We had like a studio kind of kind of place, but there was like what a bed and then a couch. We used to push that shit all the way to the side. I got some um, I got some old wrestling mats from us from a school that we borrowed. Just all cracked, duct tape, fucking staff all over the place. Oh yeah, <laughs> we just all roll that it good out. Stuff. We just roll it out. And we'd just be fucking bouncing off of walls, just punching each other. And just for perspective, these mats weren't, like, covering the room. It wasn't covering the whole floor of this studio. Oh, yeah. These mats were probably about four foot by six foot each. So covering the area we're sparring in is way smaller than any type of ring or mat you would see in a real gym, you know? You're pretty much, you're pretty much in the pocket. You're in the pocket the whole time. all the time. You're just getting punched in the face. You got about two steps back, and that's it. <laughs> so that's how we started training together. First off. And then it was years. We just punched each other in the face for years. Essentially, bro. I mean, that was our entertainment back then, pretty much. That's how we kept fit. That's what was fun. Like, Punch it was each other all in, in the one. Face, and then we'd go to the house and watch fights watch fights that was it that was that was the, that was the day well that's how it started and then yeah. it started turning into uh <laughs> how should i say it fucking debauchery and that type of shit <laughs> fucking every night after yeah we were training for a while we would smoke hookah every single night after <laughs> training yeah like, so think about how wild that is so i mean i guess you can see how like nate diaz guys are in good shape because they just train and smoke, but if you're consistent, yeah, fuck, you can be in shape and smoke. Right. It's almost like they combine their two loves of getting high and exercising. They fucking get high before they exercise. They get high after they exercise to recover, and like, it's just a cycle. Yeah, and they just go. They just go. I mean, I I seen. I remember one um, 
forget what who it was, but one of the coaches hey, was cheers, like, "Cheers, bro! Cheers!" cheers. Oh, cheers. before we go, before we start going, so today we're drinking Maui hard seltzer, the Pog. It's only a hundred calories. It's only a hundred calories. It's a five percent. Handcrafted in Hawaii, by the way. Yeah, Maui Brewing. The Maui Brewing is one of our, one of our favorite. We've we've done Maui Brewing before. Nice, nice. So we're gonna we're gonna go through a, a quick brew review, Brother Leo's brew review of our, of our seltzer. I don't even know. Should we do it on the seltzer? Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it on the seltzer. Mm. So we're gonna go. What is our brew review? This is my little handy dandy. Hey. Okay. Beer review notebook. We just go through the through the list. So it's supposed to be Pog. I mean, so the I appearance. Smell, <laughs> appearance. I mean, it's clear. It's clear. It's bubbly. Yeah, That's it's a seltzer, clear, all right. It's, it's a seltzer. <laughs> Aroma. So what, what were you saying? You smell? I mean, I'm just getting like the carbonation, a slight like sweetness, like almost. I wouldn't say citrusy, but um, oh, no. it's um. <sighs> It's like a. I just touched it's it. It's just like a sweet, like trying to get fruity type of flavor. Yeah, I mean, like smell something, something in there, but you you can't like define it by just smelling it. Just try and just try and taste it. <laughs> I can. Mm. I just taste carbonation. It does have a slight sweetness to it, like. It's like the ghost of Pog. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like out of out of POG there's more P than anything. Yeah. Just, just passion in here. <laughs> yeah. I no mean, orange, no guava, just passion. It's like I guess if Pog we have to explain what Pog is, right? So Pog is a staple drink of Hawaii. It's passion orange and passion guava. orange guava. That's it. That's it. That's what Pog but stands that's for. It. But and here I can't taste any orange or any guava. I mean, I feel like I do taste like a Pog. Mm, like. I guess if you're expecting it. If you're expecting Pog, you're expecting Pog. And when you get this, it's like a watered down Pog. What do I they mean, call that? Like placebo? <laughs> placebo, yeah. You just you put the color, you put the letters, you just add, you know, it's like strawberry in here. Hey, <laughs> but, but it's um, Pog, so... What is this alcohol testing at? 5%. 5%, man. 100 so, calories, you know. You drink six of these, you'll start tasting the Pog real quick. Oh, yeah, we will. So the last one is uh, stage, what was it? Probably is Brew Review. Oh, no, this was a, that was a, a conventional Brew Review of, you know, taste, aroma, uh, mouthfeel, blah, blah, blah. Now we go Bradley's Brew Review, which is, um, uh, what was the acronym, stage? Do we remember it? The first one I know is Shotgun Ability. Oh, these. It's these. Drinkability and shotgun ability. So drinkability, how could you, like, could you drink this with dinner, with mm. with lunch? Okay. If you're feeling, you know, gnarly with breakfast, could you drink it any time of the day? Could you, when you could drink it sometimes, you know what I mean? Drinkability out of five, one to five, what, what would you rate this beer? Honestly, for me, it's a five. Yeah. Because seltzers, to me, it's very easy to drink compared to a beer. They're pretty light. Um, yeah. It almost reminds me of just drinking like a soda, you know? Yeah. Your kid just drink a soda in the morning. Like, um, yeah, I would give it a five for sure. I would give it up there too, but it's super carbonated. Like, that's true too. It kind of, it kind of bubbles on the back of your throat. So it's high though. It's like a, out of drinkability, yeah, like a 
seven. You know, I can go four point seven. Okay. And then we get um, we go to S, which is shotgun ability. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> so on a one to five. On a one to five, but you have to do it after you shotgun it. So I got a shotgun. You one? got a shotgun. Every everyone okay. the kind. Everyone. Th- I do it with you though. How like, the fuck do I do a shotgun? Do want, I haven't done a shotgun in like. You want to? You, you can just chug it. You can just chug it out the glass. That yeah. that we usually just do that. So, so we'll that do, means I gotta finish this one first, right? So I can shotgun a whole. Yeah. One? So I guess we'll. We'll, pro- we'll, we'll prolong the shotgun ability. We'll drink this fast and then we'll shotgun ability it. Well, I could just shotgun yeah. the rest of this. Do you want to do that? Fuck it. Let's do it. How <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> good that. A four point three. That's actually because, not yeah. Because the carbonation, like you said, that was pretty heavy. Yeah. We'll make a grown. It's like trying try. to fucking um chug a Pepsi. Like, you know, that shit just burns. Yeah. But I I was surprised. I thought it was gonna get worse, but the the carbonation doesn't get worse as you go, it just stays bad the whole time. Mm, you know okay. what I mean? Like sometimes like you drink a Pepsi and it'll like start burning and it's like, oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. You're at the end of the can, you're like not even enjoying it. This one was pretty steady. It was just like, oh fuck. Straight away, you know? Wasn't too Ooh. bad. Yeah, crack nice. one. So four point three you said? I would say a four point three for me. Four point three is a a fair a fair uh judgment. For sure. For sure. Okay, so and what is the next criteria? This is the shoot the cruise part. Talk about All right, bro. So next, bring it I up. Mean, Let's get it. I want to get into like our whole fucking just love of fighting. Mm-hmm. Cause as fans, like, well, we wanna, were wild about it before. I'm gonna stop you right there because you you're saying our, but you are I think a lot more um a lot more educated and and pretty much like broad in the subject like you know more a lot more than me i'm biased i like a few fighters i like what they do and i just follow them i feel like you are you're saying like names like this and that this person i'm like <laughs> well, you gotta shit. fucking google it like, let's get into it bro? bro like no just so, so go off yeah i just i just didn't want to be compared to your no, level because no. you're you're i think you're on a fight game you're a lot higher than i am for okay. real well, in more ways than one not gonna lie higher. like <laughs> fuck <yeah. laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> I do not partake. No. Yes. When did your love of fighting start? When did you realize you like UFC? Oh, okay. So that, this goes way back. So that started probably when I was in about ninth grade in high school. So that would have been 2008. And this was at the time period where Chuck Liddell was in his prime. Anderson Silva was coming into his prime. GSP you, was up there. If you can think of one fight that you can remember, like that was the time that I started liking fighting, or that, or not even like liking fighting, but that was the time that I remember. Can you think of one fight? This is beautiful because that leads <laughs> right into this exact story I'm about to tell. I love it. Okay, so in about 2008, I was in ninth grade. And I was cruising with my friend Kama K a lot at the time. Kama. Kama, a good friend Shout of all, everybody here in the podcast. Yep. So um, 
yeah, I was hanging out with my new friend Kama I made in high school a whole lot. Um, hanging around in the town over from where I grew up a lot more because he lived there. Which is... which is. Um, so he grew up in Waimea, okay. and that's where this story takes place. And I grew up in a tiny little town called Honokawa. Honokawa. On Big Island. Waimea. Shout out to you Shout country out. boys. Shout out to the fucking Paniolos out there. Paniolos, yep. <laughs> so... I was cruising with Kalma, and uh, one night, I'm sleeping over at his house, and we get an invite to go to his cousin's, which is literally right down the street, about three houses down. So, um, we go over to this cousin's house, and sure enough, it just happenstance that um, a bunch of his uncles were there, his stepdad's there, and they're all MMA fighters. Oh, shit. Yeah, they're all MMA fighters, and this cousin of my friend... Kekamalu, um, he was an aspiring MMA fighter, but, you know, he liked to fight on the streets a lot at the time. Oh, of course, <laughs> you know, it's so, Hawaii for you. Um, these are all some pretty badass dudes, and we get invited over for UFC, this had to be a little after UFC 100, this was uh, Anderson Silva get versus Forrest Griffin. Ooh. There was also on the card BJ Penn versus <laughs> Kenny Florian. Okay. Because I remember both of those fights distinctly as yeah. like growing my love for fucking MMA, like just planting the seed. So all of these guys, all of this environment of these MMA dudes, these fucking real macho motherfuckers. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're analyzing the fight, talking about what they would do, like what their experience is like in fights mm. um, compared to, like, what's going on. So, honestly, it was eye-opening for me because growing up as a kid, my parents had not given me any exposure to any kind of fighting. <laughs> like, literally, I got yeah. in a couple fights before that, and I had no idea what was going on. Like, I had never seen boxing. Like, I had Ooh, never, nah. I'd never seen a street fight. Like, if, so I was, what is that? 15 years old in ninth grade, right? Something like that. Yeah, 14, 15. 14, yeah. 15. You graduated. So 18, think about that. So, up to yeah. 14, I had almost no knowledge of what fighting was or the concept yeah. of. Yeah, it's brand new. It's, it like, was, uh, it's like, you know. And it was kid. super exciting to me. Yeah. So on that night, I got to watch a hometown hero at the time, BJ Penn. BJ. He had a pretty help. grinding fight against Kenny. Kenny was, I remember grinding him against the cage over and over. Mm -hmm. That's what I remember distinctly. I don't remember the other really bits and pieces of, uh, you know, striking back and forth or what. Yeah. But I remember distinctly Kenny pushing him against the cage a lot and everybody's booing because, you know, they're cheering for BJ. They want him to win. And I eventually mean... BJ gets the takedown. He gets the back. <laughs> and he did... A move I just blew my mind at the time where he had the back, had his hooks in. He was going for the rear naked, but Kenny was beautifully defending the, uh, the mm -hmm. arms, defending the neck. BJ, with his crazy leg dexterity, which if yeah. people don't know, he could use his legs like another pair of arms on the ground. His legs were I... just incredibly flexible and strong. I heard, I mean, this might not be right, but I heard that he could put his, his leg 
behind like his behind head. Like behind his head. Without, without touching it. Like without... without touching it, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It is, That's a monkey shit right there. People now would not even understand like how crazy BJ was at this time. People would grab single <laughs> legs on him and literally lift his heel above his head and I, I trying that, to push yeah. him back to drive him backwards and he would just be hopping just, on one leg. Just fucking stanky leg in it. At the time, he was impossible to take down. It was incredible. Yeah, he, uh, and um, so he, anyway, back, he was on Kenny's back. Kenny was defending the choke and BJ lifts his leg and starts heel with his heel striking Kenny in the uh, abdomen. <laughs> and hard as fuck too, if oh, I might add. Like he <clears throat> straight up lifted his foot as high as he could and just hammered Kenny over and over in the abs. And it opened up the fucking choke. He sunk it yeah, in. Yeah, it's, oh, fuck, that hurts. Oh, shit, my it neck. It was multiple times. So, man, that just blew my mind <laughs> at the time. And then the big one was Anderson Silva went up Oof. to light heavyweight and he fought Forrest Griffin. That was a who tough at the one. time was, um, he the was just man. recently, I think he just had recently lost the title. Or he was about to win the title. So he was like at the top of the division. Anderson Silva moved up from being middleweight champion to challenge Forrest Griffin. And Anderson put on the most incredible fucking show I've ever seen. I was so bummed out. That it I was, was like... like the fucking Matrix when I seen this. I remember yeah. I had never seen fighting really before. And Ooh. Anderson Silva bobbed and weaved. Better than him. anybody I've ever seen. Hit him with a jab and just fucking just dismantled him. One jab, boop, and he was just like, so. Oh, I know that was a long runaround story about it, but that is where oh. my love of MMA started in fighting. Stacy, can you uh, get that card? What card? The Anderson Silva Forrest Griffin? Yeah. 101. UFC, so it was. Point, dude. Yeah, UFC yeah. 101. Yeah. Well, so. I, I actually, I remember that one. Yes, you're right, BJ, they fight on that. Kenny Florian. Yep. I remember, I remember that. that distinctly. Those two fights. I'm not. Fights. I don't remember any of the other fights at all, but I remember those two fights, and that was just like, it just planted the seed in my mind. Like that is fucking awesome. I got a punching bag soon after, and I just <laughs> used to fucking watch Rip UFC and just try to copy whatever the fuck I seen on UFC. You know, I started going back on like at the time like, uh. What was the app called? Um, Pirate Bay. I used to go on Pirate Bay all the time and download fucking shit. I would download the That's old wild. UFCs and Wait. watch them. Okay, so that was that after like Frostwire. Yeah, that was after. Wire? Yeah, you guys remember yeah. that shit? Yeah, I remember because you know, yeah, LimeWire and then yeah. Frostwire was supposed to be the better one, yeah, right? Yeah, it was supposed yeah. to be you don't get, and they were both fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta wait like forty-eight hours. Yeah, like you gotta wait like 30, 33 And you're playing hours for a, a huge gamble of you're gonna fucking fucking get some kind of virus on your computer. At like thirty-two hours, you're like, nah, fuck it, I'm just gonna delete it. I don't want, I don't want to get the, I don't want to get the virus. <laughs> you just fucking delete I'm it. Sorry, I'm a little bit behind, but yeah, that. No worry, be scary. Just, we, we, we'll get it. No, so, yeah, I mean, I remember those fights, though. I remember those 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 two fights. I, not, not so much the Kenny Florian, but I remember fucking Forrest ran straight out of the ring after. He was crying, um, bro. Yeah, like, was crying. it was devastating, like, it, honestly. It was I would have right? been embarrassed if I was him, too. But um, Anderson Silva was just that good at the time. Well, even that, I, I, I read... Um, 
I read a, a, a tweet that Chris Lehman tweeted recently, and it said mm-hmm. um, when he when he was supposed to fight Anderson Silva, it said, "Oh, I, I'm supposed to fight a spider," but they, you know, they. I forget what, is, what, they what he said. They gave me the, the goat. goat. But, he, but he, worded it, he worded it like a fucking magician. It was like, I was supposed to fight, oh, I, I was supposed to fight, I was supposed to fight a spider, but they slipped in a goat or some mm. shit like that. And I was like, okay. Chris Lee, man, I got, like, I see you. Because cause Chris Lee, man, you, you think he's on punchy fuck, you know? But yeah. Like, don't give no credit to nobody, but. I mean, he was a scrappy motherfucker, but Anderson took him out. Anderson, I think, was the too. first one to to that TKO him, right? And uh, that was Anderson's first fight in the UFC. And uh, one of my favorite stories I actually heard from the Joe Rogan podcast was um, shout out Joe, that's our boy, Joe Rogan. He's supposed that's to be on homie. the he's supposed to be on the podcast, but that's my cousin. He's stuck up there and wherever the fuck he is. So COVID. Um, he was saying that at the time he was watching. Um, I think Anderson was competing in an event in an organization called, um, fuck, no, not King of the Cage. Anyway, that was not important, but he was competing overseas, not in the UFC. Was it like Risen? No. Um, anyway, the organization's not important, yeah. but he was yeah. competing overseas somewhere and not in the UFC. And when they finally signed him and they announced he was going to fight Chris Lieben as his uh, introductory fight. Mm-hmm. Joe looked at the lines in Vegas, and they were stupid in favor of Chris, Chris. for that type of fight. So plus like four hundred or so. When it was obvious, Anderson, or sorry, Anderson was plus four hundred. But um, yeah, it was great, obvious great. Anderson was gonna be the winner. So what they based bet? on their styles. So that's my favorite part. Joe starts no. calling up all his friends, and he says. Bet the house on the Brazilian. Bet the fucking house. And well, and um yeah no no. No, while we're on this UFC, I mean, you guys should talk about this week. Oh, so this week is the big one. I mean, there's quite a few names. I, I'm I sorry, I, you know. You no, know, I really, I really wish that we would have done this before he moved. Yeah. Because we would have a complete fight podcast. Just me and you would be talking about Literally. all kinds of shit. Yeah. So um, we'll just put it out there. I'm actually back. In Hawaii, visiting from Las Vegas yes, for a week. Yes, he's moved and, to um, Las Vegas to go into better endeavors and brighter horizons. But um, anyway, but, you know, we'll have to cut this podcast a little bit shorter than I wanted today. But um, and I mean, we'll I'm have not, more for sure. I'm not, I'm not too fond of the FaceTime podcasts. I like, I like these. So that's why. Face I mean, we face. could always start one. And talk about fights, and it would it would probably be extremely successful. But fuck, I I, I don't like the. I would yeah. rather in, I like the in person ones. They they're so one. much better. Yeah. Oh man, I might have to bomb. do it with the times. Mm-hmm. Might have to. Well, bro, you know this was a good introduction to yep. possibilities. I know we have yep. always talked about podcasting and whatnot. No, yep. you know I'm a big fan of podcasts, but yep. um, big fan anyway. Of, see, that's the thing. Big fan of podcasts. And big fan of fights, so I mean, it'd be perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just but anyway, me. what were we talking about? We we're talking about the McGregor fight. McGregor fight. Give us your your views on the main Okay, so we'll give them the just can the you, main can event. Can you look up the odds real quick? Um, and while so Justin McGregor fight. Uh, um, if you can look up all of them, yeah, at least the McGregor and the Burns fight. I don't know who else is on the card. I didn't look really looking. Do you know who else is on the card? Uh, 
Mm-mm. He didn't look into it either. <laughs> I'm too busy this past week, bro. Yeah, nah. No, yeah, it's so. been a crazy week. Been trying to get you on the show. Been trying to hang out. It's been... Hey, but that's all right. We're here now. Hey, you know, limited time is better than no time. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, nice exactly. to see you, my man. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Under two and a half. So they're they're thinking TKO or submission for mm-hmm. Poyer. Under two and a half, which is half the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, take that. Ty is also fighting. Tuivasa. Mm-hmm. Let's go, Bam Bam. Let's go. You win, I'll do the shui with you. You lose, I'll do a shui for you. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, man. Um, Gilbert Burns is the favorite. Okay. Okay, that's understandable. He just fought for the title. So anyway, breakdown of the main event. Okay. I think. Should we save that? What do, you, you, you have any input on the Gilbert Vern's one? Let's go right into the main event, bro. Right into out, the meat. Bang it out right into the Everybody meat. Everybody wants go. to hear about the big fight. Yeah. You know. Don't Let's prolong start off with it. That. Don't prolong that shit. So main event. My pick is honestly Conor McGregor. I like it. Thinking, I pick Conor. I'm thinking that too, man. He's a smart. He's a smart dude. He's a very smart dude. In my opinion, Conor is. Really good in rematches. It seems to me as if when he gets that loss to somebody, it just lights a fire under him, you know? Yes. Um, I hope that he comes prepared with a different style a little bit. More of his previous style when he was the double champ and more at the yes. time when he was at 145. Um, I feel like at that time he was a little bit more elusive. And that the low leg kicks wouldn't be as big of a factor if he had that type of movement. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I do think Poirier is just incredibly like focused right now. His um, what's the word I'm looking for? His confidence. Uh. It's sky high right now. He already knocked out Connor in the last fight, and on top of that, he's on something like a. Well, I'm sorry. He lost to Khabib, but before that, he was on something like an eight or nine fight win streak. I mean, yeah. he's just streaking and he's peaking at number one and <clears throat> he's trying to claw his way to that fucking championship spot. But, yeah. I mean, if he beats Connor, for sure, he's going to get the title shot. No no doubt about it. But I just feel like Connor's going to come a little bit more prepared and just with a different style than this uh, last fight when we seen him. For sure. Is that thing still solid? The light? Mm-hmm. The light here? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, just have to, sorry, just had to make sure. I don't need any more technical difficulties. I've fucking done that enough. But, you're right. I think Conor McGregor comes uh, in rematches, immediate rematches though. He comes f- fully prepared. I think the first time he beat Poirier and then forgot. You know, it was like... F- what three years four years yeah since he fought him the first time he came back Poyer grew a lot and he just thought i'm just gonna do the same thing again now he has like a template of what what to do and um i i honestly think that he's a little bit more in his head too this time because last time he was like Poyer was like nah i'm not gonna feed the first time okay the first time he was like hothead Oh, this fucker's got me. He was heated. Yeah, he got me. I'm fucking losing it. The second time, he was like, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to react to anything. I'm cherry. This time, now he's talking. He's getting back into it with him. And one thing that I I saw today's stage 
is because it's fight week, right? So they do the embeddeds. Mm -hmm. Two episodes, they didn't show McGregor. Really? I haven't. Two episodes. Oh, I didn't finish the second episode, but the first episode, none of McGregor. Interesting. Uh, uh, Burns, Thompson, and Poirier. No McGregor. Second one, I'm at least three quarters of the way through. No McGregor. Really? So you gotta kind of be, you gotta kind of be wondering, like, okay, so this guy's not putting any time aside for the embeddeds. He must be fucking hustling, right? Well, that's what we all hope, man. I, 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 I just. Well, if you're, I mean, if you're rooting for McGregor, that's what you really McGregor. hope is that he just makes the adjustments because you know he's a, he, like you said, he's smart. He's a smart guy, bro. There's he, no he has way. high fight IQ from what we've seen in the past. Like, yeah, he can literally plan out combos that he's going to use in the fight and was, devastate people with the I, was whole thing. Say, Although, I was just going to say um, with, with what you're saying he's smart and he can come up with combinations so I was going to ask you if you know because you used to watch that Muay Thai guy right that white Muay Thai guy mm -hmm. okay so I'm sure Damien Trainer, shout out what was it Damien Trainer, shout out shout out um, he's fucking a magician I watch some of his stuff too I come across it every once in a while I'm like holy fuck but the low kick, I'm sure the low kick is an opening for something. The head right? or can the you, body, can for you, sure. So if, if someone's... So Dustin is orthodox. Yes. So that's one of the things that I told Stacia too about um, Connor being kind of unorthodox and more of like a karate stance. Yes. The only way you can neutralize an unorthodox fighter is to be more orthodox. So like if your if your technique and your shit is sound, think about uh, Douglas Lima mm -hmm. when he fought uh, Michael Venom Mike, Page. Michael Venom Page, yeah. Michael Venom Page all over the fucking place, and he just he stayed in there and he was just he did his thing, and fucking and clipped him right back to you. No, well that's the thing. He hit him with a leg kick first, and that goes oh, back to right, what and he kind of that's what goes him, back right? to what you were saying about the leg kick. That that's mm -hmm. very dangerous for elusive people, in that. Like you said, Douglas That's Lima right. literally tripped up Michael Venom Page. He hit him to the back of the calf with a hard yeah. leg kick and tripped him. And, and as like, Page was trying to stand back up, that's when Lima hit him with the uppercut. Clipped him, right? Um, so I do think that even if Connor goes back to his more elusive karate type style, more kick heavy... The calf kick is still a very, very dangerous weapon. Oh, for but sure. But what I'm hoping he's more prepared for is using that light-footed stance to be ready to check the kicks. Because people would not believe how bad a checked kick hurts. Oh, yeah. The person who is kicking. Oh, yeah. If you check two or three of those kicks you are not going to see them kick the same way again. They're going to be very tentative about how they kick after that. Well, especially too, because if you're, if you're calf kicking, most of the time you're calf kicking with your foot, right? Because it's kind of, you're trying to kind of catch around the side. Most people are going to try hit with the shin for sure. For, yeah, for sure. They're trying to, because it's but, usually higher. But when you're trying to, when you, like you're calf kicking, if I, for me, I don't know. It might, I might be wrong. But for me, okay. I see that, um, there, the calf kick is too low to bring up the leg to mm -hmm. check with your shin. So they kind of they try and check it with the knee. Oh, mm -hmm. so I don't know. I might be wrong, but if going just going back to what you're saying, if he's kicking with his foot, once you check it on the the top of the foot, that fucker hurts. 
that hurts. could literally break his foot on the very first kick. Yeah, just the small bones, you know, the metatarsals right on the, right on the top could could destroy the the foot. So going back to what you said of damage, if he was to check one of those, fuck and that's him. what people don't understand too. They think that um, you know, you can just push through whatever it might be a check kick or something, but all the time you see in the UFC that. Just some random event or um, some random transition can cause an injury and that fighter is not the same anymore. They're, and they're the done. same thing for that checked kick. One checked kick, like you said, on the top of the foot, even a regular one, shin to shin, that could oh, yeah. majorly hurt his leg to the point where maybe Dustin couldn't move the same way anymore. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but you... I would like to see Connor just open up a lot more with the kicks. I feel like in that second matchup they had... He was using a lot more of a boxing style in where he was like leaning very far over as if he was like doing a Mike Tyson type like bob and weave. He would weave yeah. over like really far to throw his combo. And mm -hmm. I would like to see him just kind of find the openings and just place his punches and kicks better. Maybe um, mix it up with some like front kicks to the body, you know, like Dustin tries to go for that low kick. Just be really light on that front foot and... Teep kick him right in the stomach as he tries to low kick you, you know? Yeah, that's one thing that I, I think I, I remember um, Connor doing is like he was really light on his front foot. Like he would he would lift it a lot. Mm -hmm. Even for a feint or even if someone was trying to kick, he would lift it plenty. But I feel like that, this past one, or this way, right? But I feel like this past one, he was just like leaning onto it. And then like how you said, he's like Mike Tyson and he's like leaning a lot on the front and he would just... Yeah, try like, to throw kick from it there. Like, oh, fuck. I feel like, right you know, on. Connor does have some incredible power in that left hand. And if he could just find a way to use that elusiveness and uh, avoid the dangerous fucking punches and low kicks of Dustin, he could find the opening to land that bomb of a left hand, you know? Because that that's actually what the only thing that stopped him was that low kick. Because, I mean, he wasn't in trouble until he caught a couple, yeah. didn't check them, slowed down got stuck up against the, the cage and he was just and again i'm not saying that dustin is a bum or anything oh no, no. i have major respect for dustin he is an incredible fighter and he's at the top but yeah. um you know it's just kind of my bias that i want to see connor win um yeah no, I but the same way. at the same time i do see a lot of ways that dustin could win against connor there's a lot of yeah. openings if like you said he just wrestling. stays very orthodox and he just puts the pressure on connor Cause he's he's a much better wrestler, a much better jujitsu practitioner, right? Yeah, all over on the ground. Have you? I have a question. Have you ever caught a calf kick, like full blast calf kick? Bef mm, not without shin pads on. Bruh. I can't say that I have without shin pads on. I haven't caught a calf kick while sparring or fighting, but one time when I was playing football, I told you this story. Yeah. Um, I was playing. I was young playing midgets, so I was a uh, whatever. I was like, what, like sixth grade? Yeah, I was sixth grade playing with eight ninth graders. Okay. And then I was a small, I, I wasn't big, so I was small then too. And okay. then one of the guys grabbed me and like kind of tossed me in the air. And then one of the other guys like speared me right on the outside, like right where the calf kick <sighs> is now. Just helmet to, to outside muscle. And I mean, it hurt because it's helmet to a body part, but it's nothing. You don't think anything. And I went to get up. And my whole leg failed. And I fell right back down. And I was like, what the fuck? And because it didn't hurt, but it just 
it was uh, he hit it and it just failed. So I just stand back up again and then I fell again. I did it like three times and the coach was like, "Oh, stay down, stay down, stay down." And that was like, you know, when were we? When were we sixth grade? We graduated two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. What is that? Six years before that? No. Yeah. Right, six years before. So like two, what two thousand five? Two thousand five, and I felt that in two thousand five. So I understand what these guys are feeling now. Like I felt that that fucking bright just fails. If yeah. the fucking thing just fails, you can't put <clears throat> no pressure on it. As soon as you put pressure on it, it just gives out. So I know yeah. what they feel. It fucking sucks. Yep, so major props to those fighters, man, and I just wish them the best of luck. Honestly, as much as I'm rooting for Conor, I would be happy for Dustin if he wins also, and I honestly just want to see a great fight from both of them. I want to see them bring their best in this fight, because, you know, trilogies are hard. You don't usually get another fight after the trilogy. Nah, yeah, you don't don't fight again. So, you know, the best of luck to both of them, and wish them the best of luck on this weekend, man. Yeah, because you got it. You got to win it. You're the top, you, the, the, the two out of three, you don't get, you know, out of five series mm-hmm. in, uh, in fighting. You get the, the best out of three, and that's it. So I think that's why I think, um, that's why I'm, I think McGregor's in. And you guys both know I have not been a McGregor fan <laughs> my whole life. Because when he yeah. fought Max Holloway, when he fought Max, I was a fucking, I was not a fan of him. So... To be rooting for him, I I just think the best of Connor that I'm expecting the best out of both. But to me, the best of Connor is better than the best of Poyer. Okay. I'm not saying that I don't like Poyer because I like him. He I, I like him. He's a good guy. He's a beast, man. Yeah, he's a good guy. I just think from what he if he shows us something different on Saturday, hey, I'll say you know I'll say sorry. You know whatever. This will be an awesome fight though. It's gonna be exciting. I'll say sorry, but I just think that. The best of Mac, um, the best of Connor is better than the best of Poyer. What we've seen right now. Yep. All right, man. Well, shit. Yep. I'm sorry. I gotta catch a flight tonight and cut this one short. But you know, we'll be back here in just a few. Well, it's a it's a traveling podcast, so you know we're not we're not rich. So hey, we got we got we got we don't have a home studio. I consider that a perk, man. I know that's what I'm saying. We don't got a home studio, so we're not locked to this this place. We can, you know, next time we go to Vegas, we'll we'll do one in uh, we'll do one in your room. Okay. Yeah. Hell <laughs> we'll yeah. Do one in the I'll garage. We can do it anywhere we want. We can do it wherever wherever fits. But well, thanks for having me, man. I'll be back again soon. Uh, it was this one was too short. Too short, man. It was too but short. It was but, fun. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Aloha.